0: That's nOom.com to sign up today. Before we get started with this episode of Bench with Bubba, I want to talk to you about
1: rotoballer.com. Win big in 2022 with rotoballer.com's MLB and DFS Premium Pass, which includes 15 exclusive lineup tools, daily DFS cheat sheets, and our new Team Sync platform. Use Rotoballer's exclusive hitter projections, pitching planners, DFS value displays, research stations, lineup optimizer, and more to help you win big. to another episode of Benched with Bubba, episode 496. I have a special guest returning to be benched with Bubba tonight. A great man, a great guest. always enjoy talking with him, if it's either on Twitter, through the DMs, or on the podcast. Great individual, great fantasy uh, analyst and player. Really good stuff. I had the pleasure of playing in TGFBI with him last year. That was an absolute blast. He writes for Baseball Prospectus. He writes for Pitcher List. He's the man behind Specs and cue boards. You can find him on Twitter at C.A. Marcano. Carlos Marcano, how we doing, my friend?
2: Oh man, very happy to be here once again. Cool. And and uh, after that introduction, I'm afraid to talk, man. Yeah. <laughs> You're always <laughs> too kind with me. But uh, no, I'm I'm just pleased to be here with you. i um, It's always a. I I always have a lot of fun. And and even, we usually get to to get some some nice stuff. And, and hopefully, folks around can can find it useful. So it's all a win-win situation.
1: Yes, it is. It always is. And uh, the words were true. You're a great person, a great stuff you got coming out, what you're doing at, uh, you know, since last time we talked, so you've, you've done a lot of work at Baseball prospectus. now. Uh, we obviously have the uh, the pitcher list work that we will definitely talk about later on. But uh, why don't you just briefly let people know what kind of your recent articles? I know you do like a two-star pitcher article and some other stuff. So let them know what you got going on right now.
2: Yeah, I'm the I'm the local resident on two-star Pitchers uh, at baseball prospectus for the fantasy team. So I, I always have this. I have this weekly column which goes on on Fridays where I analyze the the following week uh, schedule for pitchers that have two starts, and uh, it's it's been really uh, really cool and, and and a challenge in terms of uh, getting the most helpful information for everyone to try to maximize the the. The pitching and uh, for, for their for all their their teams and I, I hadn't done it before and, and I'm, I'm really liking it and I'm also do some freestyle fantasy stuff. Um, the most recently one was looking for some uh, Babibs, uh oddities in for some hitters and stuff like that and and where I found out that maybe Max Muncie could be for a. Good second half and things like that, and you know, just trying to put some stuff in the in Twitter and, and of course, updating specs as much as possible, uh, so it can be another tool that that folks can can use for for analyzing their their pitchings in, in Diverse.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's great stuff. I, I love. It. We've talked, I think, specs and keyboards every time you've been on, and it's just cool to see the development of that. We will definitely hit on that after the trade deadline review. But uh, let's let's get into it, and we'll start with the big one, get it out of the way. This was amazing, and anybody that's on Twitter or or has the capability of watching at the reception in San Diego for Juan Soto, you would think he was Elvis or something, or (laughs) it's like he's the second coming right now. It is their savior yeah it's insane like i get it i totally get it he's a generational talent like it's pretty awesome your team did it for you uh brandon Drury hit a grand slam in his first at bat it's been it's been pretty wild but the first move is Juan Soto and Josh Bell coming over to the Padres. Um, we'll, we'll start there. We'll hit the return <laughs> later. And for people that are curious, we're not going to talk a lot about prospects because uh, we're not prospect guys. That's yeah. just not us. You have James Anderson. He came out with an awesome Road to Wire podcast. You have Chris Clegg and uh, and uh, Eric Cross. You have Eric Wells, Cross. T- the, yeah, there's tons yeah. of great prospect guys out there that will know way more than we will. Sure. So we're not, not even going <laughs> to waste your time with that one. But we'll stick to the big leagues. I think it's pretty simple here, but Juan Soto and Josh Bell coming to San Diego. Thoughts?
2: <laughs> I mean, it, it's the, the big thing, right? And, and it's funny because we, we already knew that it's it, this was going to happen with, with Soto, but uh, the minute it happened, it was like an asteroid uh, uh, appearing in the sky and, and everything went, you know. Uh, and uh, it, it has to be like that. As you said, Soto is just an otherworldly <laughs> talent. I, I mean, when you get compared with Ted Williams, <laughs> I, 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 it, it, there's not too much to add, you know. And, and definitely for him, moving out of, of that NED Nationals lineup, it's, it's an upgrade for sure. And even for Josh Bell, that he, is still, he was already getting some protection from Soto in, in, in Washington but i mean if you look at the nationals lineup order now you are going to see Manny <laughs> well when Tatís comes back and he yeah. might be the first the the, the lead of guy it's going to be Tatís Soto uh, Machado <laughs> um, Bell and probably Cronworth so yep. so that, that, that's a scary man <laughs> that's really really scary and having all that pretension one to each other's just means that most of these guys are gonna see better pitches. Maybe not Soto, but Bell. I think I think the, the guy that's getting the best situation out of here is Josh Bell. He's having a breakout campaign, and and he will continue uh, with it. Doubly, I don't know. Of course, we know what Juan Soto can do, so there's no no doubt that he will be awesome also in San Diego.
1: Yeah, 100% with you. It's like, these guys are still going to be great. Obviously, the lineup's going to help both of them tremendously. That's going to be huge. It, it is crazy. Uh, you mentioned that the Ted Williams comparison because it's pretty accurate, pretty accurate. And now he's playing where Tony Gwynn played his whole career, who was also yeah. an elite hitter with, like, like if people want to go back, you know, we live in a world with so many strikeouts now. Just go look at the stat lines from Tony Gwynn's career. It's ridiculous no, how little yeah. he struck out. It's I know Carlos is a big like baseball fan from back in the day, so he knows what I'm talking about. It's sure it's wild, wild to see, and he's 23 years old, 23.
2: Like, yeah, I, I mean, we, we we haven't seen the best from him. No. That's that's what's make it more scary, you know, and and, and exciting at the same time.
1: Yeah, when I was 23, I was trying to get through college still. I didn't even have aspirations to do what he was doing. So it's just crazy to see what he's doing right now. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be great for both of them. I agree Bell gets the bigger bump because Soto, what bigger bump could he get? Really sure he'll get more protection, but he's still elite. Uh, wow. Bell should get a nice pusher, which is going to be very, very nice. Uh, totally. In this deal, a bunch of great prospects went. So that's great for the Nats. They also got Luke Voigt. And I've been kind of torn on this move because Voigt's yeah. been very inconsistent, starting to hit towards the last couple of weeks, which was good to see. Um, and on the bright side, he's going to go to Washington where he'll play every day, which was not the case in San Diego. But he mentioned it. That lineup, man, it is rough. So what's your thoughts on Lou Voigt?
2: Yeah. I, I mean, um, things could only get better for him, to be honest. And if he gets the playing time, he he, he had uh, such a rough time for the past couple of, of seasons. And uh, there is always this expectation for him from Luke Boy, But uh, I, I think I, I have to agree in that, that this is good for him in, in, in overall. And uh, if he can translate his potential talent into all the playing time that he might get, I, I mean, it, it's an upgrade for him. I'm not saying that he's a, a, a must-add in your <laughs> dynasty teams or anything like that. Uh, I will, it, it, it's a positive... Move for him but we're in in a kind of hold and see situation you know uh, we we have to get a uh some you know glimpse of what he he can do for in the following weeks
1: yeah i'm with you before he got traded since july 15th he's hit 261 he had three home runs which which is good to see he's barreling the ball 23.5% <laughs> of the time a near 60% hard hit rate so you're seeing what you want to see from luke Voigt. Now let's see if you can translate to Washington. It's a great ballpark to hit in in the summertime. The ball flies Eric. Yeah. it gets really hot and humid. But um, yeah, why would you pitch to him? Is what it comes down to. So exactly, don't make things tricky.
2: Exactly, um, yeah. and and it's a matter of consistency at the yeah. end for for him, because he has the power. We we know that he is he, he hits the ball hard, but can can he hit the ball consistently? there's where the question mark comes into 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 the equation.
1: Uh, The other kind of collateral damage from this move, the reason Luke Voigt's in Washington, and I kind of joked, I said um, Eric Hosmer should be on the top of Luke Voigt's list right about now (laughs) because Luke would have been probably still sitting in San Diego potentially uh, if this didn't happen. But Hosmer used his no trade clause to not go to Washington. They ended up flipping him to Boston. And we know Hosmer, ground ball machine. He gets paid a lot of money. But he is hitting 272. I'll give him that. He's not striking out a lot, 15%. Uh, eight home runs, not great, not bad. Uh, he's yeah. going to go to Boston where they can use his defense for sure. But what's your thoughts on the fantasy impact of what should be an everyday role for him?
2: No, I think there's no no actual fantasy impact from, from House Martin, anything different from, from what we, we have seen already. I, I'm a little baffled by, about this move from from Bloom, because, Chase Bloom because, I mean, he they got Dahlbeck, which hasn't been great at all this year. But it also has tristan casas and 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 i mean he was supposed to be the the you know the one that was going to take that first base and and for boston so they they might be seeing something in casas that they don't like if they're putting a hosmer right now because why would you take a guy with such a well san diego is still paying for for a lot of the of the of his salary so it wouldn't be uh, um, something money a problem with money but uh, i mean it's not like boston is contending like crazy i, I would ride with dalberg and see if, if he can strike his stuff or something like that I, I i don't really understand this this trade but um, and i don't see any meaningful impact beyond the defense from Osmer.
1: Yeah, he'll play every day. He'll have his weeks where he's strong, have his weeks where he frustrates you. That's just what Hosmer does. He's not an elite talent. Deeper leagues, he's got some viability. It does hurt Dahlback tremendously because he was playing first base and third base. Devers came back on Tuesday from the I.L., so obviously he's going there. And I don't see a world where Hosmer doesn't play majority of first base. So Dahlback's going to kind of be moving around, hoping DH him, but you got JD and company. So it's an interesting move for sure. Um, You mentioned um, also Tristan Cassis. He should be up. You would think so. But then, you know, you look at his page and you could see Boston using this as an excuse. He's only hitting 243. He's striking out 22.3% of the time. That's the most since 2019. He only has eight home runs. These are still not bad numbers. Don't get me wrong. He's got 201 ISO. He's bad only two seventy five. So that's got to have some positive regression coming. Um, the kid's talented. You'd think you'd want to give him at bats, as you're saying. I could see Boston using that as an excuse, though, like, hey, he needs some more seasoning type thing. Yeah, um, to manipulate but,
2: the, the service. Yeah, and stuff like that, that. That's
1: the only thing that makes sense. You mentioned Hosmer's free.
2: Yeah, Sandy is paying yeah. the money.
1: He's paying the money.
2: Uh, yeah, that, that that it's maybe it's just a salary dump or something like that. And but uh, I, if you read. Boston's fans' Twitter, oh, my God, they're they're really, really mad right now. I I understand
1: that. I get (laughs) it. I get it it. because we're having some more stuff to talk about Boston that makes you scratch your head here uh, as we go on. They had one of the odd ones, that's for sure. Um, Let's go back to San Diego because A.J. Preller was active, one would say. Uh, The day before the Soto move, we thought, oh, big move. Here we go, Padres. They improved (laughs) on that, obviously, with Soto. But we, they were so training. innocent. <laughs> yes, they went and traded for Josh Hader from the yeah. Milwaukee Brewers, one of the most elite closers in baseball. Um, this was right after everyone. A lot of people grabbed Luis Garcia to potentially close in San Diego. Yeah. So I don't think there's a lot to say here. But Josh Hader is basically the man in San Diego.
2: Oh sure, for sure. There There's, I mean, I'm sorry for all the fat money invested in, in Luis Garcia, but uh, and uh, but Hader is is the man. He had an atrocious. July, but it happened, that same thing happened last year. July is something of a bad month historically for him. And then he got, you know, back to his great ways after, in August and on. So there's no doubt about Hater's quality and he should get, I mean, if Rogers got what twenty-eight saves, <laughs> Hader is is more than able to also grab a handful, a really big handful of of saves too. So no worries. There basically it's a, a no move in terms of fantasy yeah. for for hater for for me. Yeah, uh, on cool. the other hand, Devin Williams gets big. you know a big a big boost, but. I think in most of high-stakes um, leagues, he was already gone. Uh, all gone. So if you see, there are no lateral moves around this this trade with a fantasy impact.
1: Yeah, I'm with you because I think Devin Williams pretty much, especially in 15-teamers, he's pretty much all gone. You might find him in some 12s and definitely some 10s. Yeah. So, you have some chances there. Uh, 159 ERA on the season, 66 strikeouts and 39 innings pitched. He's been electric, absolutely yeah. amazing. 25 holds. Now, I guess to convert those into saves, boys and girls, he still has six saves to top it off. Like, he's been that good. Yeah. Uh, the only question I'll have for you, because I'm pretty much in, in, the, in line with this is Devin Williams' world and Taylor Rogers is going to live in it. But some people are thinking Taylor Rogers is going to get a fair share of action, too. What are your thoughts on that?
2: No, I don't think so. I, yeah. I don't think so. I'm. I mean, if, you you should not break what uh, you should not fix what's not broken. Uh, and having uh, Williams has been amazing. I I, and I get it. You can have Rogers for other high leverage situations where you want to to use them, but uh, it, it makes no sense to to not give uh, Williams the the, the bigger uh, share of of saves.
1: Hundred percent agree with you there. And one more move for the San Diego Padres. They went and uh, this one was a little bit of a surprise, I guess. They went and traded for Brandon and Drury, Uh super utility guy. It's been crushing it for Cincinnati this year. He has uh, hit 274, 20 home runs on the season, been playing just outstanding. Like I said earlier, hit a grand slam in his first at bat with the Padres tonight. Um, what's your thoughts on this one? Because I'm kind of torn. He's been very good, deserves to play. Yeah. You still have a utility player like in, in Kim. Tatis comes back soon. Mm-hmm. How do you think this plays out?
2: Unfortunately, I think it's gonna be a problem for him in terms of he, he, when Satis comes back, he has no place where yeah. to where to play. And he's gonna be like this, you know, great utility guy that that I'm sure they're gonna to try to maximize the opportunities to get his bat in the in the lineup. But if you see um the Padres already have Cronenworth that can be around, they have Pro Far who's been playing all the way in all you know, places and Tatis and, and of course they have many on third base so um, the, the 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 house is full and, and, and he's the odd man out so he, I think this is good this is bad for his fantasy value in the, in the long term for the rest of the season
1: that's how I feel I've had many people tell me I'm wrong that's how I'm with you though I think he'll, he'll get his action but if it's like a seven game week he might play four Uh, And that's what makes it tricky, though, in a weekly format. Do you trust that? I think Kim's going to get shut down quite a bit compared to what we wanted. And on the flip side, you'll have to keep an eye on, like, the Nomar Mazaras and Will Myers of the world in the outfield. Like, there's a lot of moving pieces that are going to really start taking some hits as they share roles. So that's going to be quite interesting as well. Totally. Yeah. All right. The Seattle Mariners, you know, Perler couldn't have all the fun. Dylan DePoto had to get involved in this yeah. uh, trade deadline. And I love this move. Luis Castillo going oh. to Seattle, leaving Great American Small Park. He couldn't ask for much more. Obviously a better ballpark. Obviously a better defense. Um, goes out in his first start in Yankee Stadium. Six and two-thirds, three earned. those three earned came in the seventh inning. Um, or at least two of them did. Uh, yeah. Eight strikeouts. Got the W against Garrett Cole. He's been outstanding of late. Um it's a phenomenal move for for the Mariners.
2: This is like uh, Luis Castillo went to bed and dreamed his the, the best possible scenario for him the rest of the season, and Depoto just said, "Here's your wish granted," you know, yep. and, and and it happened. And I'm so happy for him because he's such a good pitcher, and I love him. And he's got uh, you know some kind of re- re- you know, a, a resurgence from from uh, because he's had his struggles. Uh, Um, for a couple of months. So this is, I I mean, the fantasy value in terms of those Ws that are so hard to get this season because of the low volume that pitchers are getting. And they're hardly going after the fifth inning. And and, and it's so, so frustrating sometimes to try to get those wins. And uh, I would love to have more shares of Castillo. Unfortunately, I, I don't. To be honest, uh, uh, but but I mean, those that were wiser and, and got him in their draft, they're going to get their their reward.
1: Yeah, they definitely are. Um, he, he, I think I haven't been like one league. Maybe I'm so wishing I had more. I'm with you there. Yeah. He's gonna he's on paper should have a phenomenal final two months this season. Sure. There should be a a big Luis Castillo time. It, it's going to be like a, a little mini King Felix up there in Seattle yeah. all over again. It's going to be fun to watch uh, that mean, all get- develop
2: getting out of that hell yes. park for pitchers that is great American ballpark, it's just uh, like, uh, you know, uh, 80% improvement in anything you, you do, you know, yeah. it, your ratios should be, should get better also. And, and I'm so excited for him, you know? but I'm even more excited for another guy that we'll talk about later.
1: Yes, we will. There's plenty <laughs> of fun ones to talk about there. I will also say I'll preface it again, just people, so people know the Reds got some really good prospects. Yeah. So like, go check out the, the experts in that. If you're a Reds fan, you should kind of be happy with how things turned out, all things considered, just trade deadline. So I'll, I'll say that much. Yeah, yeah I think uh, it
2: was uh, a very even trade in, in, in yeah. terms of uh, – I think everyone should be should be happy with how it went.
1: No doubt about it. The New York Yankees, they were looking for some starting pitching. They might still be. We'll get to that in a minute. But um, Frankie Montas and Lou Trevino come over to New York. Frankie Montas has been pitching very well this season when he's been in and out of his shoulder injury. That's the biggest concern is, like, how is that going to all play out? Yeah. Um, and, you know, they it's been documented. Oakland's a great ballpark to pitch in. His home road splits have been very dramatic throughout his career yeah. I, I like Frankie. I'm rooting for Frankie. I will be lying if I said I'm not nervous, though. So what's your thoughts on Frankie going to New York?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm an A's fan, so I'm, I've been following Frankie for a long time. And and, and uh, I wish the guy do well, but I'm also worried about those splits, and that's uh, short porch on the left side and in on the right side on, on Yankee Stadium. So um, I, I think this is an improvement in terms of also wins because you're going to have that the massive masses massive offensive uh, behind you. Uh, but in terms of your ratios, it might be a little bit hurtful for for, he, for him and in, in all the fantasy teams. And um, I, I don't know what... I, I'm not really understanding what Cashman did because he gets Frankie, but then deals Montgomery. And so yeah. I'm a little confused there and also not having a... Well, we don't know if Severino is completely healthy. So that, that rotation, it's kind of, yeah. you know... Taped uh, 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 and, and you know patches all all around and uh, and um, uh, if I were a Yankees fan, uh, yes, I would be happy because getting they they needed a boost in the the in their in, in their starting pitcher rotation. But I don't think the the answer was these two guys. I think the answer was somewhere else. It's a, still a boost, but no, I, I'm not sure it was the. It's gonna be enough, you know.
1: Yeah, it's a boost for sure, like you said. But I'm I'm nervous. I'm very nervous. I, I wish him the best, but that ballpark, that division, like everything's a negative uh, situation compared to where he was. Uh, we'll see how it goes. with the shoulder shoulder stays healthy as well. So that's yeah. another situation. Like you mentioned, they need they kept saying we need more pitching. We're trying for Pablo Lopez. We're doing this, and they didn't get any of them. And then right before the deadline, they trade Jordan Montgomery. So let's talk about it. Jordan Montgomery goes to St. Louis for Harrison Bader. Harrison Bader's foot's in a boot. He's supposed to be back in September. They just want that defense in center field. That's what they need. It's killing them. So that's all that. It's a playoff move in that regard. Mm -hmm. Um, But trading Jordan Montgomery here, it's almost like they know more than we do about something because he's been kind of rough his last couple outings. He's had a great year. Um, Last couple outings have been rough. It's like, is there an injury we don't know about that the doctor couldn't find in the physical? Like, what are we doing here? So what's your thought on this move? Because I love Jomo. I'm a big fan of his. Me too. And this one shocked me.
2: No, nah, totally, totally. I, when I saw that, it I, I was oh my god! I I really could not understand it because I, I, I'm also a big fan of 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 Jordan. I, I mean, he's been a stellar. He only got more than three three or more earned runs in like four, no five of all his twenty one. Game started this year, so he's a guy that he's been very consistent on on uh, you know avoiding runs from from the, the offense. He's usually goes deep into the game or for you know the, the actual standards. And and um, as you said, I I think the Yankees might know something that we we really are not aware of, or there there might be some mechanical thing that they saw in the past couple of. Of starts that we might not be aware of, but uh, I, I, I think I to be honest, I'd rather have Jordan than Frankie. I'll, oh, yeah, I'll put, I'll put it that way. I, I'd rather write with, with Jordan and and maybe get other kind of pitcher, uh, instead of Frankie Montes. But I mean, they 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 are the front office, they should know better than us, right? Yeah.
1: No, yeah, but i I'm, yeah, I agree, but I, I'm with you, like Jordan's. Proved he can pitch in Yankee Stadium. He's got the the lefty situation, so the more righties going into the left field, into so the short portion right. So yeah. that, that's a plus. And for Jordan, it's a great, it's a move getting out of the AL East into the NL Central is a great transition, great ballpark sure. to pitch in, really yeah. good defense behind him. So I, it's a great move for Jordan Montgomery. Just baffling for the Yankees. I'd love to know what's going on in that situation.
2: Yeah, I, I think uh, that Jordan is going to continue having a great season in, in st louis they should point on that to that and I, I if i had shares of him I, I would be really happy with the following month so let's see how that rolls i'm
1: 100 with you let's go to another surprising trade it's a great baseball move fantasy wise it is a killer and that's yeah. rossiel iglesias getting traded to the los Angeles or to the atlanta braves from the los angeles angels of anaheim as we know, Kimley Jansen is the closer in um, Atlanta, but he's only closer for this year, as he's a free agent. Rasiel's got two more years of control after this, mm-hmm. um, and in in the playoffs, you always need more pitching. So this is a, it, it's it's a great baseball move, but oh, fantasy totally. it's, it, in fantasy it's pretty rough. So what's your thoughts on this one?
2: No, it's a killer. I I, I own a lot of shares of Iglesias all around, and he's he hasn't been you know quite the the best closer for the year, but he's still been useful, you know, and this pretty much kill all, all his value for fatty purposes, and, or maybe just for old leagues or things like that. But uh, uh, it, it's it's really damning for him. And, but it's actually a, a really genius move for for Atlanta because now they have Jensen, Will Smith, and, and, and Iglesias for those late innings. And uh, that's going to be a, a really big edge when we get to the short series and things like that. Yeah. Um, now, for what's coming for for or who will get the those saves in in LA? That that's an open question. Yep. Some people think that Joseki Quijada is going to be the guy that that's going to get the the chance to to work there. Um, I don't know. There, there's also Ryan Tippie and Aaron Lipp. Mm-hmm. So it, it's an open ended question right now. Uh, I I would do some speculation on on. On T-P-R-A, but uh, it, it, it's pretty much an, an, an open race right now,
1: yeah. I'm 100% with you. I'm leaning towards the Ryan to Paris situation. Um, he's proven he can do it, uh, he's leaning so as Lupit from time to time, but uh, I'm gonna go with to pair for now but we'll have to kind of wait and see it has the feeling of an ugly just platoon situation so
2: yeah uh, and it's not like the engines are going to give them uh, too much opportunities to get saved so so that's another <laughs> sadly, sadly thing this to, is true yeah maybe i you know if you're really really desperate to to get some saves in your league it's it's a good speculative add, uh, ad but the, you just keep your you know your expectations on 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 you know really low
1: yeah don't break the bank basically go exactly. put, put some bids in but don't go crazy on yeah. that one um the braves made a few more moves we'll go to another platoon situation now is robbie grossman getting traded from the tigers to the braves he's had a very rough season after a great 2021 yeah um hits lefties very well though so a great chain to platoon potentially with eddie rosario that's an yeah. option with adam duvall out for the season um robbie grossman's probably available in a lot of leagues are you interested in picking him up or you're just like hey See what happens.
2: Maybe if I need to boost runs because he's a really good on base uh, guy. He's well, he's been he not especially this year, but he we know he has a talent to to get on base, and that's what he've done mostly of his career. And I'd give you a little help in that regard, but it's not really a big actionable. Uh, guy that we must add especially because he's going to be in a shared situation with with rosario and others in that in that outfield so and i mean well i saw that michael harris was hurt so but i i think it wasn't something in very serious so that's something we might we might keep an eye on and, and see if that boosts his, his playing times but um, he he would basically Will would be good for the purpose of getting some runs and 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 those kind of stats, but not not beyond that. But if you're playing an OBP league, I think it right yeah. now it might give you a little help, but it just don't get your also your expectations too high on him.
1: Yeah, I'm just worried about a platoon situation there. But if, with Harris out for now, at least he'll get to play, like you said, and we'll kind of see where it goes from there, and maybe something starts to click for him, and we'll see. Uh, the Braves also added another starting pitcher in Jake Rizzi. Uh, since Rizzi came back from the yeah. aisle on July fourth, he has a four five four four five ERA, four two nine xFIP, and a wonderful seventeen point one percent K to walk. It's better than I, better than I thought it would be. Let's put it that way. Um, mm-hmm. He's it's, he's an up and down guy, very frustrating from time to time to roster. Yeah. Um, do you have any interest in him in fantasy?
2: No, not at all, yeah. To be honest, uh, I think I think he's just you know uh, a mop up guy from. Uh, from now on, so uh, I don't think
1: he's actionable either. Yep, he's maybe a streamer from time to time, but that's about it. Uh, this is a that was a baseball move. But the Braves made baseball moves, not yeah, one yeah. Of moves this year. Exactly, uh, baseball moves. Exactly. Uh, let's go to the Minnesota Twins. I loved what they did at the trade deadline here, and it yeah. starts out with uh getting a, a closer, which they desperately needed. And Jorge Lopez from the Baltimore Orioles. Jorge's been great this year, he already got his 20th save of the year with a save yeah. on Wednesday. Um, so and Rocco Baldelli said he's going to try to give him as many ninth inning chances as possible. So great move for Jorge. And then, what's your thoughts? Because I know my thoughts on Baltimore.
2: I mean, I was surprised because I I, I didn't think there were to be sellers uh, or that big of a sellers. You know, I wasn't expecting them to be you know these huge contenders, but they've been surprisingly better than anything thought about it. I, I think so. And um, they got a few guys that, that, that were helping them. And one of them was Jorge Lopez, definitely. He, he, and Felix Bautista, of course. He, the, those guys have been so good at the, or at the end of the games. So uh, I was a big surprised, But fantasy-wise, Lopez gets, gets a boost. And those that can get Felix Bautista, I don't know if he was very available anywhere. But uh, maybe in 12-teamers, he, he, he's, he's available and um, he, he's a must-add anywhere everywhere I and mean, that's the, a guy that you might want to break the bank on because yep. he's a, a a bigger option than and the, the, it, it's not a lateral move as we saw with the with the hater and roger situation before so but, but this stuff is just filthy he's a, a part of the guy is like I, I don't know eight feet tall He he's an imposing figure <laughs> and and uh, he's pretty much well he got a safe today i think but he, he got a homer <laughs> they, they got a homer but he struck out he struck out the side and uh, today or yesterday i, I can recall
1: said so it today he struck out the side
2: yes today yeah right uh, and and uh, that that's his business he, he he can get the job done very well
1: yeah he's he's outstanding the strikeout stuff is filthy like you mentioned he's going to get the ninth inning roll with Baltimore, which is going to be very, very nice. So, yes, he's pretty much one of the bigger winners of this entire trade deadline when it comes to fantasy purposes. Uh, yeah. I would rush to get him if you can. That would be a big, big add. Another fantasy winner, probably not available on waiver wires, is Tyler Malle, who got oh. traded from the Cincinnati Reds to the Twins. Another great ballpark uh, improvement, of course, and a pretty darn good defensive improvement uh, for Malle. We've all wanted to see him go somewhere where he can actually keep the ball in the ballpark potentially. This is a great spot for that. This yeah. is a phenomenal move. Absolutely excited about this one, Carlos.
2: This is the one that that has me more excited of all most of the of the, of the transactions that we saw because um, if you see the splits for for Mel, he, he, I mean, it's Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde Whenever he's out of of the the atrocious ballpark, uh, uh, he he can you know be a game changer for any any contending team and and of. With when we saw that Carlos Correa was going to Minnesota, we, we all thought, "Oh, at least I did." Oh my God, what he's going to do over there? But it turns out that uh, these guys are putting a, a, a you know a team with with a big chance, and they are double down. They double down acquiring um, more pitching that they surely needed, and, and uh, Tyler Mal is just the perfect fit for them. He. He always had a, a little bit of a problem with the homers, but especially because his home stats were inflating that, 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 that situation for him. And um, he's had some troubles with injuries, but it looks like he is past that. And he's been terrific for the past seven, eight starts. And, and uh, what's not to like? And he's moving out from that. The uh, division also, and he's now going to face, you know, more the Tigers. He's gonna he's gonna go against the Royals, uh, even the Chicago, which has been yep. a really, a really a, a big, uh, um, you know, deception. So, so everything is to like about this this trade, and I think the guys at Minnesota, the general, the front office, did a tremendous job. They they had to put out some big names, um, as I understand those prospects that they have to to give up. But I think it's, it was worth the price for for Malley. He's in a great pitcher, and he's going to do tremendously good in, in Minnesota, in, in my opinion.
1: And it's great for Lopez and Molly because they both have at least one more year of control after this year. So they're getting them for more than just yeah. this push. So it's a great move for Minnesota. I'm absolutely ecstatic for this one. So I'm looking forward to that, hopefully panning out for fantasy owners and Twins fans alike uh, they also picked up Michael Fulmer. He's just going to kind of be a setup man. But yeah, if if something happened to Duran and Lopez, he's a guy, but it's kind of down-the-road type situation. But a good baseball move, very good baseball. Yeah, move. if
2: you looked at that the end of the of the game uh, bullpen, it, it's nasty. I mean, they have Fulmer, Duran, who I, I thought he was going to be the, the closer – in that team at some point but i understand that he's more valuable in high leverage situations yes. where where things are you know pretty much on the line and i understand that's that's real life baseball and make makes sense in that regard unfortunately this is something uh, I'm, I'm playing my first ever main event uh, uh team and we have I'm co-managing with my my friend Mark North and we have the run always with the expectation that he was going to be the closer and it didn't happen happen and it was such a turn down but he's still great for your ratio so so I think Minnesota did great for real baseball and 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 they're they're gonna we're gonna talk about a lot about Minnesota from now on I think
0: so fads come and go and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss There's a great
1: chance they win that AL Central. So that's going to be really fun to see how that one pans yeah. out. Um, the Toronto Blue Jays made a couple moves. Whit Merrifield at the last minute going to Toronto. Obviously, he's got some other situations to figure out before he crosses the border. But yeah. um, I'm assuming they knew that before they made the deal. So I'm not too worried about that. It's like Benintendi. He got his thing fixed. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll get that taken care of. But the question I have for you is, you'd imagine he's going to play over Santiago Espinal. That's kind of the main guy that's mm-hmm. in the way. But he's also playing at the bottom of the order. So how do you think this uh, affects Wits fantasy value going
2: forward? This is a downgrade for him, definitely. he's going to miss more uh, played uh, appearances. He, he's the king of contact. He's been like the the leader of um, balls in play for the past couple of, of seasons or something like that. I, this, this year is he's not because he lost some time and things like that but uh uh this is a downgrade for him it's great for toronto Uh, he's gonna he's gonna help them once again it's a great uh real baseball uh, addition but in terms of fantasy he he loses value in in my in my book and uh, i i'd be worried because he, he with helps with average and and stolen bases and he would might probably still be good for average but this those stolen bases are going to fall down uh and um that's pretty much the biggest impact that he that he brings to the table you know and uh, and and um, I, I i think the the he is going to lose appeal for for fantasy in that regard
1: i am 100 with you i'm worried about it like if for some random reason they put him at the top of the order which i would be shocked then a lot of this yeah. changes obviously but uh, I think we all have to speculate that he's going to be down there towards the bottom because you just look at that lineup and it's loaded. Like, where does he go? Mm-hmm. So it um, it's going to hurt him big time. You know, Ad- average, stolen bases, run score, like all the counting stats are just going to dwindle for Whit Merrifield. So definitely something to monitor. You're not going to probably drop him, but it's definitely no. something to uh, when you're making those start-sit decisions, you might have it, more a more discussion. make
2: it tougher because you cannot drop it, <laughs> that, that's yep. the big, so, so, that, that, that's uh, tough. Maybe if you're in a daily league, you, you you can try to, you know, see how does the match goes and things like that. But in weekly leagues, it's even harder because, you know, you, you're losing about 20, 30% of the PAs that you were getting before.
1: Yep, it gets very, very tricky. Uh, the Jays made another move that was kind of surprising. I was a big Mitch White fan in the year. He did not perform the way I was expecting. The strikeouts just weren't there. He was he was okay. It was just a lot of contact, not a lot of strikeouts. Yeah. Kind of blah. Got sent back down Triple A. Then he just got traded to Toronto. Ross Stripling just went on the IL. And if you search Ross Stripling, there's so many tweets comparing Ross Stripling and Mitch White's numbers. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like it's like the, like the Spider Man GIF where they stare yeah. at each other. Um, so there's a good chance that Mitch White comes up and does uh, gets into Stripling's role. So what's your thoughts on Mitch White? Is he just kind of a, a wait and see, or are you going to be a little interested in him this weekend?
2: I'm, I'm interested in, and uh, I'm intrigued, but I think he's speculative. Um, I, I think we, you should get some shares of, of White because he got dropped a lot because when he was sent down in, uh, by the Dodgers. And um, I think... He, He's going to have the, the opportunity to start a lot now with the stripling situation. and uh, I like his stuff. Um, he used to uh, rank nice in, in specs. Then he fell down a little bit. And I'm with you. I, I thought he was going to get more strikeouts and things like that. He didn't. But um, I, I like him as a pitcher. He, he gets a lot of ground balls. And, and that's always good, especially in, in when when you are not striking out people. So you need to get those out one way or another. And it's better to get them on the floor than on, on, than on the air, you know, where, where those uh, battered ball can be converted in, into extra base hits. So um, I, I think he, he's uh, a player that you might get some shares cautiously, not overbeating or anything like that. But he's he's a good speculative, uh, it's maybe as a streamer, things like that. I I, I like I like him.
1: Yeah, I, I like him too. I'm I'm curious. I, just, I like how you said just be cautious, don't overspend because I think he's good. Um, I was asking Nick Savali and um, Derek Rhodes, two injury guys on Twitter, about the the stripling injury because it's like his glute or so. It's a it's a it's not a common injury, so they're yeah. speculating like 15 to 20 days. Okay, if he comes back by then. Is Mitch White going back to Triple A? So there's a lot of questions still, but it looks like Mitch White will get some run here for at least a few weeks. That's yeah. promising. So I'm with you on that one.
2: Yeah, maybe maybe he gets a couple or three starts and he does really well, and they mm. they try to maximize using him. So he's a good speculative ad, I think so.
1: 100%. Uh, over the weekend, David Peralta was traded to the Tampa Bay Rays. I was nervous because Tampa Bay goes into Platoon City. Mm-hmm. But uh, since Peralta's been traded, he's played the last three games. He's hit fifth or sixth, DH and left field. So he's played every game since he's been there, which is good to see. Yeah, and We'll see what could potentially change. But what's your thoughts on Peralta? He's not like a world beater, but when it comes to batting average, he's been very effective this year.
2: Peralta's always one of those boring guys that we mm-hmm. kind of – forget about, and, and he's always a, a good, uh, you know, he, he adds a little bit of counting stats, a little bit here and there, and his average is always nice, especially uh, right now that the average is over the floor uh, league-wide. So uh, he, he's a great ball player. I was also uh, a little bit, you know, afraid that he was going to lose playing time because of, all the crazy stuff that Tampa does, always. I still think he's going to lose uh, some playing time compared with, with what he might have had in in Arizona. But he has he's now in a better lineup, and that makes miracles for for players. So yeah. and the net sum is, I think, it's a positive one for for Peralta, and uh, he's not available anywhere. I think so. So so it's just not actionable as as such but he, we will see a, a net positive impact for, for him. And yeah, the, I'm with you depends. there. Yeah. If
1: you need batting, batting average help, go get him. Otherwise, yeah, he's not going to do too much else. But he has, I will say I've written about him the last couple of weeks for like waiver wire stuff, and if you dig in, the power is kind of showing up. The quality of contact has been pretty decent. So
2: yeah, yeah. it's
1: been interesting. It's not a great ballpark for that, but we'll see how that one plays out. Um, another fun Red Sox move, Tommy Pham gets traded to the Boston yeah. Red Sox. Leaving Great American Small Park never good, but he does get that uh, Green Monster to pepper if he so chooses. Uh, what's your thoughts on Tommy Pham going to Boston?
2: I think it's a lateral move here. Here too, I think there, there's not too much to to add in that regard because, uh, as you said, he's leaving a great ba- uh, batters' park. He's in in a place that the, he will still. And be able to get some balls out. Um, he's batting second, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes,
2: and that's good because he has uh, Rafael Devers behind him, which is always good protection. And and and, uh, uh, he, I mean, he he will continue doing whatever he's been doing uh, this year. So it, it's pretty much a, a lateral move, also. I, uh, I don't. I I, I I this is more of what the hell is Bloom doing? Yeah. There, you know, in terms of real life baseball, but I, I, I'm not really sure right now what what what's the the plan. Well,
1: with, we have with, one more with... one more questionable blue move. Christian Vasquez gets traded yeah. to the Houston Astros. This was the first move. Well, I think Fan might have come if I can't remember now. But um, he gets traded to the Astros. He's in 281 on the season with eight home runs. That's pretty darn good for a catcher. Yeah. Uh, we know what he you know what he can do behind the plate. It's a big upgrade for the Houston as a team. And it probably yeah. helps them a bit fantasy wise. What's your thoughts on Vasquez to Houston?
2: I I think that having Vasquez is a lot better than having Kevin Flawicki or or, or Reese McGuire uh, yeah. uh, in that position. I mean, uh, I think the Astros Astros hit the jackpot in terms of having uh, not having a, a, a bad batter. I mean, the Astros love they have uh, Martin Maldonado because they like the way they he you know takes the pictures and handles them during during games but mardonna mardonado cannot bet for to save his life uh, and now they got baskets who can hit and it will help in, in a bunch of situations there I, I i understand that maybe a 31 years old catcher is not Precisely something that you are going to protect in your in your roster, and that might be the thought on, on balloon, But but I mean, what were what are all your other options, right? Um, it's not like you have uh, uh, so much better options over there. So uh, uh, this trade um, season for Boston is one of the you know most baffling ones I've ever seen, to be honest. And uh, um, uh, it's also not a very Actionable situation because it mostly—it's but uh, he was already—he's gone. Yeah, he was already gone, and uh, and I would not add McGuire or 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 any other of the, the guys that are now in Boston catching. So uh, not not pretty not very interesting.
1: Yeah, 100% with you on that one. And you basically answered uh, Mike Carter's question. The doc said, what is Boston doing? I think you got the answer. We don't know. It makes no sense. Absolutely no, no sense what they're doing. No
2: no sense, doctor. It's more or less what your guy in Chicago is doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my, what are my, they doing? Mike is a big White Sox fan. He's yeah. you know really, really mad at what those guys are
1: twin over a dirt yeah it's crazy absolutely crazy <laughs> uh, a couple more moves here joey gallo gets out of new york that's a horrible story for those that haven't heard it yet the way he was treated there like yeah. if you're bad you're bad but come on your fans people get your stuff together that is embarrassing um but he goes to the dodgers i'm not really worried too much about this but if a, oh, there's only a few teams that could scare me to fix somebody and the dodgers would be one of them so what's your thoughts on this move with joey gallo going to la <laughs>
2: I'm adding uh, Gallo everywhere. And not because um, I think the Dodgers have a magical thing that they can do. Although sometimes it looks like that. Look at what they're doing with Andrew Heaney and and other guys over there. Um, But just thinking about uh, all the stuff that Gallo is leaving behind, moving out of, of New York. Uh, those are the kinds of things that we don't, we can't measure with our funny little stats. You know, yeah. it, it's it's the human part that we don't know how things can shape up. Uh, now that he's free of that situation, out of New York, I, I'm not saying LA is a smaller, a smaller scenario, not at all, but it's a different situation. You know. Yeah. The, uh, the expectation that people had with Gallo in, in, in Europe was really big, and, and understandably, the guy couldn't perform that w- the way we thought. I thought he was going to do a lot better, and and but unfortunately, it didn't happen. So, it, and, and I'll add some numbers because even with the, with the human part, check. Gallus is still the, the guy that can knock the balls, one of the guys that can knock the ball mm-hmm. harder than anyone. The problem with him, as we all know, is contact for sure. But uh, it's he, he, he can literally, let me just look for my cue little bird. He's third in queue
1: That's pretty good. Uh,
2: yeah, he's <laughs> third be, behind Mike Trout, Aaron Judge. And Aaron Judge wow. so he he has the strength he he it's just need to you know make more contact and and uh, if they can do a little twitch just a little. It, it's something I can compare saving distances with Matt Olsen from 2020 to
1: 2021. And and folks, if you guys don't know, Carlos was all over that. Like, he wrote about it and <laughs> talked about it before it happened. So as you were, continue.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I got lucky with that. But but what also what needed was to just cut the, the, the K percentage a little bit. He cut it a lot more than I thought he would, which was yeah. really nice. But the thing could happen, the same thing could happen with Gallo if he cuts that uh the strikeout percentage a little bit, man, we're gonna see a lot of balls going out the, the ballpark. So it's all to win, you know. Uh, if, if, uh, so if you can add him, just do it and don't go crazy, but just give him a, a chance.
1: Yeah, I, I don't hate it. I, if he can get a do it for a cheap price, I'm on board with it. But I want to see what they do with him, how they play with like how often he plays. Is they they ease him in? What do they do? But
2: yeah,
1: I think a lot of it's between the years, as you said, and that could be a big big plus uh, going forward. Uh, Noah Syndergaard gets traded to the Philadelphia Phillies. Noah Syndergaard, you know, he's not the ace that everyone thought Thor would be, but he's yeah. been serviceable this year. I'll oh, say totally. that much. If you look since June sixth, he's made seven starts. He's given up three and runs or less in six of them. He has 37 Ks over 39 and two-thirds innings. Like, he's not elite, elite. He's still walking too many guys, so 14.3% K to walk, 4.37 X fit, but he's been very, very serviceable. So how do you uh, look at Cindergaard going to Philadelphia?
2: This is a great real baseball uh, trade that the Phillies did. Uh, I mean, if you look at their rotation, it's gotten really nice. They have Nolan Wheeler, which any of them could be a number one starting pitcher in, in any team. Uh, and now they add cinderger They have Suarez already. We, he has not been being the guy that he was last year, but he's still a great, a great. He has a lot of potential there. And now they put Sindlinger, who should be SP four, uh, or maybe SP three, because they have uh, Gibson, who should return yeah, r- really soon. So that's a. I mean that that you don't have like flashy. Uh, names because Nola is always underrated, I, I believe. And and um, Wheeler, yeah, we know he, he's he's an ace. He Wasn't on, on the Cy Young conversation last year, so so we know he's really really good. So I think that Phillies did the right thing. Do they have the the pieces now to contend? It's you know debatable because they still have holes in their in their roster. Uh, but um, I, I think for them it made sense. For Noah, it's an upgrade uh, for sure. Living living Los Angeles is, is always an upgrade for yeah. for for anyone mostly. Uh, so um, he will get more do- uh, wins, and, and as you you name all, all the stats, he he has serviceable ratios and things like that. Uh, I I wouldn't mind having him in my in my bench to be honest.
1: Yeah, no, he's definitely going to have some nice starts coming up here. It's a tougher division, tougher ballpark, but definitely a better move for Noah and a potential fantasy value for sure. They made another move with the Angels. They went and got Brandon Marsh to play center field because their center field, their defense as a whole is not good, but yeah. their their outfield defense is very bad. They need a center fielder. Offensively, Marsh has underperformed this year. He has eight home runs and eight stolen bases, which is nice, but thirty six percent K rate is not cutting it. Uh, but he's had in the in the minors, he hit the ball very very well. So maybe a change of scenery. Who knows? But defensively, he's a stud, which means he's probably going to still play every day, regardless of his bat.
2: Yeah, he doesn't have a lot of uh, opposition there because there's like uh, only Jairo Munoz and and Matt Bierling who are not, you know, really great at at the field. And So he, yeah, he, I think he will get a lot of playing time. Maybe that that can that can help him because he, he was a highly regarded prospect. So it could this could be the, game, the one of those cases of guys that in their. Uh, there are post hype, uh, you know, sleepers and things like that, and maybe next year he can put his, his offensive act together to add to his defensive. I, I wouldn't add him right now, to be honest, because they're, they're, he has to prove a lot of things. But we should keep an eye on him for next season.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm looking to add him either uh, unless something changes tremendously in his approach. In Philadelphia, but he's there. He's he's there to play defense. while the rest of the guys hit a million home runs? That's what exactly. they're going
2: for. Uh,
1: one of the last moves we have here. David Robinson was also traded to Philadelphia. Sir Anthony Dominguez serviced very well as the closer, but Robinson already got the save on Wednesday. It looks like it's going to be his role for now in Philadelphia. So, what's your thought on that situation?
2: Uh, I, I thought that Rodriguez was going to be the closer for the rest of the season. Um, he's been really good, Sir Anthony. Um, but this is once again a great baseball uh, movement for for the Phillies. Unfortunately, uh, I think the, here we will see a share situation for 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 the safe uh, of, uh, safe opportunities. Uh, of course, Robertson gets an, a boost because going out of of the Cubs will give him more opportunities to to get some safe, but. It's still gonna be a share a share situation so you're very much gonna need them both to get you know like a full bulk of of safe but if you're desperate for them the thing is that people already had Robertson because he was uh, closing for the cops and already had Sir Anthony. so th- there's not much to be done right now regarding
1: them. Yeah, I'm with you 100% on that one. Uh, and you, we mentioned with Robertson leaving, uh, Givens got traded and Efros got traded. Are you going with Rowan Wick in Chicago or how are you looking at that bullpen at the Cubs? It's a, it's a mess.
2: Yeah, it's a total mess. I mean, he's the one that's going to give get the first chance, I, I, I guess. But I wouldn't hold my ear uh, thinking that he's going to be really good at it, to yeah. be
1: honest. And the last one, move I have here is Darren Ruff went to the Mets, J.D. Davis to the Giants. I don't know if either one plays enough to get a yeah. ton of the like. Davis will get more playing time potentially. I think it's mainly on weeks where they face a lot of lefties for both of them. Mm-hmm. So anything the like, I don't see. It's hard to roster them. One, is what I'm trying to say.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, they, they are you know the kings of platoon uh, and rough. I, I love the guy. He's been great, on, on, and I know that you follow him because you're a uh, Giants fan. So so we know that the guy can can perform, but in his role you know he 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 just plays uh, in the in the platoons that benefit him the most and i think that's going to be his role again with the mets I, i'm more excited about jd davis in in san francisco to be honest because once again he rates very well in in my bowl his fifth and uh, uh between patrick wisdom and kyle Schwarber, the guy has more uh, power than we think so, <laughs> and that we might might be aware of, and he has a great um, uh, standard deviation of his launch angle, meaning that he's he can repeat his bad path a lot. So so and yeah, he can do it in in in, in a good angle most of the time. So he maximizes his at bats. If he gets more playing time, I think he's he's a good addition, and it could give you. Uh, some good counting instead, some, you know, unexpected homers that you might need now and here and there. Uh, but the, the problem is going to be what San Francisco going to do with them in terms of playing yeah. time. And that's always a, a big situation with them. They, they are now the, the race of the, of the National League in, in, in that regard. And so that's a tricky one. It, it might be a, a, a good speculative addition, but it's just if it's very cheap.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. It's got to be Chiefs. It's got to be a deeper league. Yep. And um, for now, with Evan Longoria on the IL, it's going to be nice. Like The Giants are platoon happy as well when guys are healthy, but there's they're having health issues all season. So it's been playing itself out for the most part. Just keep an eye on that as guys come back and uh, exactly. see where that goes. Uh, let's talk a little specs and some Q leaderboard before we get to some listener questions here. And uh, I love this metric. I know uh, we've talked about it many times. For those that are curious, if you uh, Carlos has it pinned to his Twitter account, CA Marcano, and he updates it every you know so often with um, the new stats and everything. And on the, the sheets, there's articles that link you to how they're all how the stats made basically where the where the uh, the sausage is made. So we're not going to go over that again. We've done that the last couple times. Um, it's great stuff. Uh, just generically, the hitting the Q leaderboard, it really factors in like your your heart. You guys hit the ball really hard, and for like. Elevate the ball and basically the best potential hits you can get. That's the the layman's lazy way of putting it. Obviously, a lot more involved there. Um, and then when you got your specs leaderboard, it factors in a lot of the strikeout stuff we're looking at. The O swings, the CSWs, all the stuff that leads to really elite no. pitchers. So that's the easy way to put it.
2: No, he put it very well. That was yeah. really
1: good. <laughs> that's that's just the easy way to put it. But, like, I recommend people read the article because it definitely makes it make a lot more sense. But Carlos and I talked about it before. He puts it together so easily to make – this is why he picked the stats. This is why it makes sense, so on and so forth. So, like, that's why I really enjoy these. On the sheets, there's also a, like, last 50, 15 days, last 30 days. You've got to get an idea yeah. of who's hot, who's not. So that's pretty interesting. But um, let's start with specs, Carlos. Yeah. Um, First off, I guess I'll say it's for either metric. Did you change anything this year, or did you keep everything business as usual?
2: It's it's mostly business as usual. I mean, I, I've been I, I did try a lot of things. I'm always tinkering with it in in my you know private uh, uh, you know lab uh, around it and all the coding and stuff. But uh, to be honest, I'm satisfied with the way it's been working for the last, oh, it's already the, the last two seasons. So um, I don't want to fix what's not broken. I, I, there is a space for improvement and I will sure keep tinkering and maybe for the next uh, season there will be some changes, but right now we will just keep rolling with it. And, um, it, it, and it's been, uh, you know, I, I think it's been helpful for me in a lot of chances uh, and um, and I, one thing that I would like to always remind anyone using it is, and you mentioned it before, is use it and remember that there are 15 and 30 days and, and the, the whole season um, indexes. And the, the good thing about that is that you can see the progression for the, for the pictures. And, and that's very helpful. And I'll give you an example, Spencer Watkins. Spencer Watkins, uh, he, he's been, you know, overperforming what we thought that he would be doing at, at this moment. And if we go to his um, 15 and 30 days specs, we can see that progression before that he would uh, was actually reflecting on, on his ERA and things like that because the way the specs works is that he uses some estimators that try to to forecast it, which is really really hard. But sometimes we 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 hit the nail uh, right. And Spencer Spencer Watkins is uh, is one of those situations. You can see the progression. He, he for the season, if you go, and you can see that he's just a fifty-eight. Um, just a quick reminder: it this is a scale from zero to a hundred except for DeGrom that always breaks stuff and goes beyond 100. <laughs> uh, and, and Spencer Strider is doing something similar, but uh, those are the guys that break things. But 58, it's not really good at all. If you see that for the season, yeah, you, you would lose interest on, on Spencer Watkins really fast. But if you check the 30 and 15 days index, you will see that he's been getting better and better And the jump from 58 to 70 almost in from the season to the 30 last days, it's it should, you know, start the alarms for you and you say, hey, something's happening with this guy here. And this is actionable because usually that means that the the pitcher is doing something different that will lead to better results most of the time and it continued when for the 15 last days he went from 68 to almost 71 so it's steadily going better so i'm, I'm very hopeful about him he's been a great streamer if you choose the the opponents and 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 the, the teams that he's uh pitching against of course he's still not uh you know, an ace or something like that, but these are the tiny things that where you can get an edge here and there that that can help you in your in your teams.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. And it's great, and I forgot to mention on the on the sheet. There is a comparable uh, portion you could do here, and up to three pitchers. Like so, you have Singer Watkins and Lizardo here right now, and it, it and you can see the difference from season to thirty to fifteen day improvements. And Singer's is crazy, but I think it's also interesting to me that lazardo has been pretty darn good the whole season. And yeah. it's just, and it, and there's been a lot of question marks around him and everything, but he's still been pretty good. So it's it's another fun tool to also compare different pitchers to or, or, or get the full picture, like you're saying. So um, it's it's really really fun to see like the, the Watkins the deal, Singer, who's also improving rapidly. It does make a lot of sense because you know, like you said, you look at a full season and yeah, it's like going to Fangraphs looking at a full season. Oh, the guy still has a four six ERA. He's no good, but he's exactly. made improvements of late. And you know, in fantasy, we care about what's next, not what already happened. So exactly. Uh, it's, it's a great tool to kind of see where those go. And, you know, if, when you get to the smaller samples, the relievers are going to obviously more often than not be very good because they have fewer, uh, incidences to, uh, affect things, but you sure. still got some great ones like, uh, Jason junk, all of a sudden is on the board here. He's only made one start. It's only six innings, but he stands out as a pretty, uh. Guy maybe look at it a little more. It makes it a, a little more interesting as a guy that uh, might get some run there for Anaheim, especially with Guard out of town. Is there any other pitchers that have really stood out to you this season when you've uh, been using specs? Maybe that's helped you uh, make some big improvements.
2: Sure. Well, well uh, there there have been a, a lot of like lesser used names and and um, but there has been also some overlooked guys that uh, we were taken for granted, and they've been useful. Uh, Tony Gonsolin, that we thought that he might, wasn't, that he couldn't get enough innings and things like that. It turns out that he's gotten a lot of wins, and, and he was pretty cheap in, 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 in during the draft season, and he was uh, one that was pointed out. Um, Tyler Malley should end way better than he started. He's already improved. What, what, I liked about this is that we can see the progression and we can action and take some decisions decisions on the on the on the fly and of course you have guys that are already um, the stats that you will not be able to to get them but for example um, Taking apart the, the, his start yesterday, where he was really bad. Keegan Thompson has had a useful season. If you have been playing him against the appropriate um, teams, you know the, pro- the offensives and specs. His specs has been near 70, 72. So these are the kind of, of names that we're. I'm always looking for that maybe are are. are not used and or, or or are a little bit out of the radar, radar and you can get still get him for streaming especially right now in the second part of of the season of course uh for draft season um specs all is still and he Specs is a, a big fan of kevin Gosman, for example and you can argue that you could get for the draft season uh, the discounted price interest Comparing to other guys, the, the big names, you know, Cole, Scherzer, and Gussman is giving us SP1 uh, numbers at a discounted price. Guys like this are always on, on, fall always under the ra- radar, but specs always put them on, on the mat for, for us. Um, right now I'm speculating that Shohei Ohtani should get Cy Young votes, you know. <laughs> yeah. And My I know it, 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 a My lot goodness. of people yeah, and and I mean he's got like three yeah, let's compare him with Shane McClanahan which uh he's been like fantastic, right? And he's been I think everyone has in in his in their Cy Young votes for for this year. But Otani only has pitched 30 innings less than McClanahan at this moment, which is, I, I, I understand that the, the people like to see volume, right? But Otani's K-minus walks rate is better. His CSW is almost the same. He is uh, making Chase almost the same quantity of of batters and uh, if you compare most of their stuff they're not that far and 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 it might sound crazy but I I think I'm not saying he's he has to win (laughs) or the the Zion or anything like that but uh, if he can get some six more starts, he could be in the conversation for, Mm -hmm. for, 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 for that. So, and and this is something that if you go only for the, for the accumulated stats or or the typical stuff you might overlook, you know, and I, I always recommend people to go deep into the list, compare the previous mm, season because I, I I also have a historical data for last season there and and be really really uh, curious about these small trends and and you might find that Spencer Watkins that can help you and and will be useful for for a couple of starts here and there and at the end of the season you can start looking for the next you know Kevin Cosman, that' as he did for for me on um, 2020.
1: Yeah, no, I, I love it. And um, real quick, what, uh, a, what do you prefer the number to be above 70? Six, like what are you looking for above 70 to be good? 80?
2: So 75 is like the, the cutoff. But if a pitcher was doing, I don't know, 60 and suddenly he's on the 70s, not not necessarily 75, it, it, you have to follow those increments. Um 20 30% increments from 15 30 days or, or the season i i'm, I'm sometimes i even more interested about this because you will see the leaderboard board and the first 10 15 guys are going to be guys that you know they, they they are the great the great uh pitchers and we know we already know about that so the increments and changes in 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 their in their index is what interests me the more because that way we can see trends and we can act before, before everyone else.
1: Yeah, no, that's a great point. One other thing I'll mention uh, on specs here, I mentioned a bunch of relievers on there. They doing the 15 to 30 day samples also helps quite a bit with speculating on certain relievers that could be, Maybe not getting the saves, but maybe it could help you in ratios, could help you in other situations. Like a name that pops up here a lot is Jason Adam from Tampa Bay who's been outstanding. He's even gotten a few saves throughout there. So that would be one that would pop up for you. But just a few other ones, like as you – Andres Munoz has been ridiculous. Um,
2: Trevor Stephan in Cleveland. Yeah. Some guys, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so something to think about there. Uh, Let's go to the key leaderboard. This one's fun because – I love a leaderboard. It'll make people ask questions. And like yeah. I said earlier, it's, it's about, you know, th- the hard contacts, the elevation, basically wh- what guys have a better chance hit home runs worse. That's, that's the easiest way I can put it. Um, yeah. And that's, that's not the only thing this does, but that's the easy way for me to put it. And when you have a leaderboard that has, like you said, Joey Gallo's third, Patrick wisdom's fourth, JD Davis is fifth. People are going to go, what is going on? <laughs> but I think that's what shows the the goods behind it is it's just how good, these guys hit the ball and maybe you know maybe they're just not gonna produce it is, is what it is but they're also maybe getting unlucky or maybe they've seen a tweak here or there yeah. so what what are you seeing with the q leaderboards this year that stands out like besides we already talked gallo and davis and everything but like what stands out to you because it um it's it's a pretty fun leaderboard
2: overall yeah there are there are some things that the uh, the you know get your eye and and definitely it's in jd davis there. It's one of them. But also, we have guys like uh, T. Oscar that some people were fading for for this season and he was injured, but he's now, you know, hitting the ball everywhere and and getting the homers. Uh, So, um, if you could afford the staging here, you you are going to get some uh, reward uh, uh, for the rest of the season. And of course, Q was always fond of you know guys like Jordan Alvarez and uh, all the likes, but we have also have um, some guys like Matt Chapman. That, yeah. were, uh, that that I mean, he's had his up and downs. He's a terrific defender. He's cape uh, prone, as we all know. He he strikes out a lot, a lot. but he's also got a uh, good. Quantity of homers, but Chapman might be one of the most underrated power hitters of the game, mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, that's something that, as you said, if he can tweak it a little bit now and there, he could turn himself into to one powerhouse that we might go get higher in, in our ranks, and 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 those are the things that you should be following around. Um, we have guys like Paul Goldschmidt that he has. Uh, He's been a little bit of luck in terms of Babbitt, but he's also overperforming, and he's always rating good in 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 Q. So you can always do nice speculative ads that might, uh, you know, get you big benefits at in the draft season if things click the other way. And we all know that yes, we can do all our analysis that is like that, but luck is always going to be part of these games, and sometimes you just need. Uh, a little bit of it so so our players, you know, get all the we'll, – or we'll do everything that we expect them from.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like, you're not going to run out all these guys, but it's just it still is interesting. Like, Jorge Salah is still hitting the ball very hard. Just the production is not there, and that's just yeah. one of those that that stands out. We saw the terrors he went on in the past. Like, Fran Reyes, <laughs> we knew he hit the ball hard. He has swung and missed with everything. That's why he's in A now. Uh, yeah. Garrett Cooper is on this list. That's a great one to, to look at as a potential guy, just, uh, just some fun, fun names on here. When, when, when you're back. Christopher morell is up here, which, which says a lot about his quality of contact. Um, yeah. Definitely, definitely some highlights to, uh, that stand out to me in a big way. Um, anything else on the Q leaderboards boards or specs that you'd like to mention? Cause I, I think it's a lot of fun. I want people to dig into it some more. I think it needs to be a bigger used tool. Cause it's, I love all the tools cause you have it all there. It's easy. Every like for hitting, for instance, everyone references max EVs, hard hit rates barrel rates they all it's all right here it's all in one and that i think that's a useful tool same with your your specs and i just like all the tools we can use that are easy to use we can use them to help us find things to dig into to make deeper analysis on stuff so uh, any other thoughts on specs and q leaderboard?
2: no as i said uh, and just encourage People to to you know surf around the the list and and you will surely find something that pop ups and and, and cuts your attention and the, it's like the initial step to deep digger and some guys that you might uh, you know overlook I, I, if you weren't by it and and it's always fun to to see something that maybe it's getting you know it isn't getting enough attention and from there take it in further and find out for potential breakout or, or or even for fading uh one or or other player. It's it's yeah and, and always if I I can help you anyone can send me a message on Twitter. I'm more than happy to discuss. I love I love ranting a little bit about baseball.
1: Yeah, yes, it, it's it's good stuff, people. So please uh ask Carlos away on that one. If I can help you I will, but I'll probably just point you in his direction. So uh <laughs> And like I said, he's even got all the, the links on top of it to help you figure it all out. So I, I highly recommend checking it out. A uh, couple listener questions here. We already asked, answered the Doc's question. What are the Red Sox doing yet? Yeah, nobody knows. Nobody <laughs> knows. Um, wake Up asks, okay, so he basically put the closing situations after the trade deadline. So let's get your thoughts on these. Tampa Bay, is it Fairbanks or Adam?
2: Oh man, I, I'd love both. to be Adams, but yeah, they're definitely going to go whatever the situation needs. So it, it's going to be a shared situation most of the okay. time. Uh, well, that's Fairbanks the way they roll. Yeah. 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 They've
1: yeah. both been good. Fairbanks got a couple of saves recently. We've seen them do it in the years past. Yeah. It's one of those every time you get comfortable with one, though, it goes to someone else. I'm going to go Fairbanks, but it's, yeah, see, see what happens.
2: It's, it's a coin toss.
1: Uh, Texas, Jonathan Hernandez, or would you like somebody else?
2: I like Hernandez. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. The He's
1: one, the guy. The yeah. one thing I mentioned with Toby on Tuesday night is Joe Barlow's is supposed to start a rehab assignment soon. So Ooh. keep that in mind. I, I think it's still Hernandez for now. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Especially a couple of years ago, he was supposed to be the guy before he got hurt. So uh, that's interesting. Uh, Cincinnati, he just put no. <laughs> it's anyone's. Uh,
2: I mean, Cincinnati is a mess. Uh, yeah. In that regard, it's been a mess the whole year. I thought at the beginning of the year that Art Warren was going to run away with the closing role. He just, you know, was terrible. Uh, he's been a lot, hurt a lot, and it's anyone's to take the job. Um, I'm not really excited to pick up a Reds closer for for anything for the rest of the year. Uh, but if you're desperate, um, I, 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 I'm not really sure. The, the, who who to point you to? To be honest, I, I'd rather say anything. <laughs> to yeah. be honest,
1: it's uh, I, I've called it all year Reds Roulette because it just keeps changing. It's ridiculous. It was supposed to be Hunter Strickland, then he gets removed. Alexis Diaz gets put in there. Then when everyone drops Hunter Strickland, Hunter Strickland came back in there. So yeah.
2: if you have the even, patience, so. even Buck Farmer, even Buck yeah. Farmer. <laughs> so yeah, just
1: There's better so. things to do with your time. Like yeah. go get Felix Bautista in Baltimore. That's one you could do. Oh, yeah. Um Jorge Lopez in Minnesota I think we can pretty much agree on that one. Totally. Um, Detroit he said uh huh because they didn't make a move so it's still Soto.
2: Soto has been my main guy for saves everywhere. I love yeah. the guy. <laughs> I he he he, he sometimes gives me a heart attack now and then because but uh, and he was Soto of was like one of the big hits for me in drafting this this year because he was really cheap. Compared to other closers, um, the same happened with Daniel Bard in in Colorado. We got him really cheap, but and he even Joe that Joe Jimenez is doing terrific for Detroit. I think they they keep rolling with Soto the rest of the year.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that one. And then lastly, if, for those that like Silence of the Lambs, he said for Philadelphia, Sir Anthony finally captured by Clarice. And D-Rob, yeah. and D-Rob takes over. I think, I think what you said earlier is like Robertson gets most of the saves, but Sir Anthony probably gets a little bit of
2: love too. Yeah. Might be a, I, I don't know, 65-35 uh, situation or I think so. Uh,
1: a great listener of the show, great Twitter friend. Joe G asks, who has a better rest of season, Taylor Ward or Trent Grisham?
2: Grisham, I think. I think yeah. Ward already showed what, what he was going to do. And Grishan is all around, it's a better, a better baseball player.
1: Yeah. And uh, I like what Gryshen's been doing lately. He's homeward in three straight games. Uh if you look deeper, he's the, the hard hit metrics are starting to get really good, just needs yeah. a little more contact, and those are starting to show up. So uh I, I'm liking what we're seeing there. And then last but not least, good buddy of ours, Dave Swan at the yeah. Vithius asks, um, and you kind of answered this earlier, but we'll let you have the floor. Will LA fix Joey Gallo?
0: I, I'm. I think they
2: might. I don't know if fixed, but it it will be. We will see a better version of Gallo than what we've seen so far. Yes. Dave is my manager at Pitcher List.
1: Yeah, Dave is an amazing human being, and oh, uh, he's. Yeah. I had him on the show before. I've been in chats with him. He is such a great, great guy. So terrific! Um, I, I love. Terrific. I love what he wants to. Uh, interact with us, which is always good. So I wish him the best. But uh yeah, I am with you. I think Gallo will get better. Can't get much worse, let's put it that way. Exactly. So I, I think he will get better. My biggest concern is just how often does he play? It's like, do you want him, Bellinger, and Muncie in the lineup at the same time right now? That's a interesting Oof. dilemma. Like uh, tonight Gallo's not in the lineup. He showed up to the stadium, but um like Trace Thompson's out there and there's other rookies in the outfield. Yeah. Dodgers do Dodger things and they win. That's what they do. (laughs) Dodgers do Dodgers. But um, all right, Carlos, we will wrap it up there, my friend. It is always great talking to you. Before we head on out again, remind everybody where they can find you, find your work, all that great stuff.
2: Um, I'm usually on Twitter, at C.A. Marcano. That's my main thing. And I am – putting weekly stuff for baseball prospectus and I still, uh, well, Dave is waiting for me to do more stuff for for picture list. So I'll try to get into that soon. And um, I mean, always happy to talk baseball with you, Ryan and anything, because I really love uh, the way you, you carry your, your podcast. And I, I think, that's why you are one of the best in, in the business and i very happy to be here. And I mean, it's good to have baseball after we thought we wouldn't have a even a season and things like that. So we have to appreciate all, all the good stuff that we are being watching.
1: man that's one of the best things about you is your positive attitude so that's a great point you make there was a time where we didn't look like we're getting baseball so yeah uh, and wasn't too long ago where we got like a partial COVID season so it's uh it's it's been a wild few years when it comes to being a baseball fan Uh, obviously other things are more important than that but being a baseball fan and um it's great to have a full season we're gonna have a full playoff like we have baseball we have Aaron Judge might break the home run records if you don't believe in Barry Bonds Depends. I'm not going to get in that argument right now, but that's <laughs> one that's it's going to fire up. Don't you worry. That'll come up here soon enough. Um, you, you got Shohei Otani, like it could be back to back MVPs, maybe MVP Cy Young. I don't hate that argument. Uh, there's a lot of fun storylines coming down the stretch. We got two yeah. months of baseball to go. So thank God. It uh, <laughs> sh- should be great. But uh, yep, we'll wrap it up there. Thanks for joining me as always, Carlos. And I can't wait to do it again sometime, my friend. Thank you. All right, everybody, this is Bench with Bubba episode 496 with my good buddy Carlos Marcano, helping us break down the MLB trade deadline and more. Catch you all later.